0: Hello, welcome to Chapter Three Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is season two, episode nine. Today, we are thrilled to be hosting a wonderful panel of guests to discuss Black love romance. And we have a great group of panelists, really excited for this tonight. On our panel, we have Sineetha Williams, author of more than 20 romance novels, including the deliciously soapy Jackson Falls series, which is one of my favorites. We have Danny Lacey, who is a reader, editor, and podcast. Podcaster. You can find her at Black Chick Lit and the Ice Planet podcast. We've got Charles from the YouTube channel Books on Stereo, reading lots of romance and audiobooks. And return guest, Jess Owens, YouTuber and host of Book Community, a news and gossip show focused on publishing and the book So Check all of them out. You're going to be able to find all of them linked in the show notes or in the video description if you're watching us on YouTube. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We're excited to have you. I'm so
1: excited. (laughs) Happy to be here.
0: I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. So, First of all, I'd love to have you kind of go around and if we'll do a couple of things. If you want to introduce yourself, anything that you want to share or tell people about, and then also tell me your favorite recent Black Love story story romance story that you've read
1: hi everyone my name is charles my channel name is books on stereo i'm on youtube i'm a youtuber i primarily listen to audiobooks but i'm kind of cheating on my brand i have been reading a lot of physical books don't come at me but um yeah i would say my recent i'm gonna cheat and say a series it is i think it's american sweetheart series by adrian herrera Mm -hmm. um i don't hear enough people rave about that series adrian herrera does an amazing job of Kind of mixing in social commentary with like steamy, like high angst romances that are just so, so, so good. Like you feel like you learn a lot, but then you also get like all the juicy bits of a great romance like that's I would say one of my favorite reads so far this year.
0: She's great. We love her.
2: Hi, I'm Jess. Uh, My channel is Jess Owens on YouTube. And I read a range of things. And I'm more newer to uh, the romance genre in the last couple of years. But I have been enjoying it as a breakup between some heavy sci-fi and fantasy reads. And uh, recently... I finished I'll say a series as well but it was a trilogy by Christina C Jones and it's the Love Sisters trilogy. The last one I read was I Think I Might Want You and they my only complaint is they're too short. I just want more but they're all excellent books and especially I did listen to those audiobooks Charles. So <laughs> I, I really love those and I love Christina C Jones. They just feel so like real and relatable
3: characters. So those that was a recent Black Love series that I enjoyed. Oh, hey, I'm Cinethia Williams and I do not have a YouTube channel. And I'll leave that to you all experts <laughs> to do that um on social media and, and frequently TikTok randomness. So you can find me there if you like. I recently I used to do audiobooks all the time and then lockdown made it harder for me to, you know, listen. But I got back, I went back to my romance roots. Like I started with category romance when I was like 13 years old. And now I am loving seeing so many Black people in category romance, right? So like, I've just been buying them up almost like I'm 13 all over again. So Redeemed by His New York Cinderella by Jada Losa James was one of my, my favorite ones that I just recently read. And it was just so... Fun and soapy and sexy. It was just like, I used to eat up presents and now I get to eat them up with like Black people. So I would say this is probably... Um, when you asked that question, I was like, I've been reading Category, and this is
0: one of the ones I've really enjoyed recently. I love it. Yeah, they've been doing some fun stuff with those
4: lately. So Danny, I am a podcaster. I am a co one of the co-hosts at Black Chick Lit and a friend, and we, some books exclusively, lie, Black women. I've been reading romance since I've probably been too young to read it. We do do a lot of romance on the show, so kind of we're not exclusive romance but we do talk about it a lot the last black love book i read was actually also a category where i have been on a category i read reese ryan's the bad experiment which is the latest book in her bourbon brothers series i have just loving them they're just, just kind of fun they're short they're tropey having a good time i'd recommend it it was a great series so our
5: next question we have for y'all is what is black love romance and why is it important
1: to you one of the things that i didn't realize when i first got into romance was i was a little bit desensitized by the actual main characters in the romances that i was reading i was like wait i haven't really read a ton of romances featuring like black male characters or a black couple that i can think of readily even when asking the question for what was my favorite black love book i'm like oh wait how many of those have i because i, I had to remember a couple of the few authors that i know that write black love romances but it's always inundated by a sea of like your typical white couple romances, which kind of dominate a little bit of the romance genre. So I think why black love is so important is because it's important to see yourself represented in these stories, see a black boy, black woman, black man, fall in love. It's like, I just kind of like kind of coin as like casual diversity, where they're just like, black, and they're just having a love story. I think that's just so powerful and not having the ladle of like racism or going through any of like kind of like the black trauma that you see in some books. It's just a pure happy space where like you just see two black people fall in love. And I think that's so incredibly important and why we constantly need to see more black romance, more Asian romances. Just in general,
2: I totally agree, and I mean, I guess the actual definition black love, which being new to romance, I didn't realize that it needed to be two black characters because I was like, well, you know, there's a black character here, and those romances are fine. I mean, I read them too, but two or more, no discrimination to two or more couple people in a in a in a couple, uh, a thruple or more, whatever, uh, romance, and so. I definitely, when I first started out, was just kind of picking popular books that I had heard of that people read. And those tended to be either white or interracial romances, and then started making a conscious effort to seek those out. And they just feel not like I can't relate to other stories, but they just feel even more relatable. And like I said, Christina C. Jones, like it just especially with some of like the dialogue they just feel more comforting and like it's just nice to feel represented like charles said and it's important because we do have a lot of stories by black authors or with black characters that aren't always the most uplifting and romance is a a genre that i usually go to when i want something happy because i know there's gonna be a, a happy ending and black people deserve to be represented in media, having a happy ending and having a love story. And don't need to get into all the like social, political reasons why that's important, but it's just great to see. And so I've been trying to be um, more cognizant of when I reach for a romance, like every
3: time it's not the the same one. Yeah, I co-sign on all that. Black love, romance is Black people in love. Why is it important? Because it's real life. All right, let's just face it. I married Black romance, me and my husband. And we hang out with other married people, Black love, like they're Black couples together, living their lives, doing what we do. We go to work, we raise our kids, you know, we we have ups and downs. And I asked all my friends, I've asked the question, how did y'all meet? How did you know you wanted, you know, how did you ask? Because it's out there. It's not fiction in real life. Black people meet and fall in love. And I think seeing that in a book, being able to read that, you know, it, it just... Is that comforting? Is that seeing what you see around you just in this book and you know it's going to be a good story? How they get there? I don't know. They got to go through all this stuff to get to the end, but you know they're going to be happy at the end, and you're going to see two black people who are just falling in love. They deserve love, and to me, it's comforting and it's real life. Like I live that life, like I'm with other black couples, so that's why it's important to me.
4: Co-sign on all of that. We've had two great definitions. Black love is love romance. This is a romance involves two or more black people. But um, I think think it's important because romances is all about the happily ever after. It's about getting your happy ending. And I think it's important to show black men that we're worthy of a happy ending. When you see all these books and like cause I grew up, I read a lot of it was historicals too. So I read a lot of very white romances. Fine, but it's like it's nice to see the story where you look like people getting our happy ending. So like we're worth the happy ending. We're worth, you know loved and valued and treasured and all those things that had a romance novel and you want to see that in people who look like you so, so i think people who like romance written by a black author cause i have a sister who's much reader, and i think that's where that confusion comes it's written by a black author she wrote the romance it's a Black romance. That's part of the issue. Black romance is important because it's important to show that Black people, like everyone else, deserve a happy ending. Love. Don't know if everyone knows the stories Bev told where he was like, I didn't know Black people could love each other. Like It was something wild. And so it's important for people to see, yeah, we're not of new. We love our family. love our kids. It's important to see. Yeah, I heard that story from her. That was... That was wild.
5: That was my forehead, Rob. I was like, I remember that. I story. know. I just I'm remember like, going, what? What?
0: Yeah, yeah. I love it. Some it's great to hear from. Did me. not
5: open their yeah. mouths. <laughs>
0: well, some yeah. of the questions that they get on this stuff, I feel like. Yeah, thank you all for sharing. It's um, it's good to hear from everyone. I so our next question is specifically for Senithio. We have an author with us. And so I want to take advantage of it. And I'm actually excited to, to talk to you because I've been lo- like pushing your books on everybody for the last couple of years. So I'm like, hey, I finally get to <laughs> get to chat. They're great. They're so much fun. But what I'm wondering is as an author, how have you navigated deciding the identity of the characters that you're going to write and in what ways has or hasn't the publishing industry influenced those choices? Because you've been writing for a while and I'm I'm curious to hear a little bit about what that's that's been like for you.
3: I've been fortunate. I know there's other authors who have horror stories and I, I really don't. The closest would be when I left my first agent, but even that wasn't necessarily a horror story. It was like a mutual breakup. Just from the very start, it goes back to my answer. I just want to the first question. I just wanted to write romances. I've read them since I was 13. I just want to write romances. And it just immediately came to me to just write with two Black people. It was just natural. I did notice that interracial got a lot more of attention, or it seen appeared to get a lot more of attention when I started back in 2010, 2012-ish. And I've had here and there people say, you know, just put a, a white guy on the cover. You know, you don't have to just write Black people. You can do other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. But I just haven't like the character hasn't come to me that way. I think I I do have one like biracial character in all my 20 books that I've written. So it's just, So I've been fortunate. I haven't been pressured to do anything like that. I haven't had an agent come and tell me this isn't going to sell because it doesn't have Black people. I haven't had an editor who's come and told me the stories. People have heard the horror stories. of the authors have heard, you know, like this won't sell. This isn't, you know, to market or anything like that. I've been fortunate. But sometimes I still feel that way. Like, oh, well, you know, people say I want Black romance. And then it's like a bunch of interracial romances that are recommended to them. But I just, I don't feel compelled to do that. Not because... Not saying I won't in the future, but right now the stories that I'm writing and the series ideas that come to me are are just with these characters. They're these Black characters. And so, you know, maybe one day in the future, if the character comes to me that way, I'll do that. But um, I've just been very fortunate that I haven't had the pressure. I asked the question randomly, but not been, hey, we really want you to do something different. So that's been good. Yeah, that's good to hear.
5: I'm just over here dying at like 20 books and 10 10- I guess 12 years like that's so much that's so much
3: yeah it's I don't I don't know how I did it I, I'm supposed to be writing another book now and I wrote only like 200 words today I, it, it'll appear eventually but yeah <laughs> it's
5: just a lot and I am I'm very impressed I was like oh I started doing mathematics like oh boy okay that's yep I can't imagine I don't think I could write 200 words if I tried so Uh, All right. And then I feel like we kind of have the flip sort of of this question for y'all as reviewers. As a reader and reviewer, how do you decide what to read? Do you prioritize black love romance? And how do you approach reviewing them?
1: I would say it's a little bit of a juggling act because I definitely as a reviewer see a lot of the more popular like Books featuring like white couples. Like, if you put those in your videos, more people will gravitate towards them. And then you can kind of slip in some of the Black love books amongst that stack. So I try to always kind of like mix it up with the type of books that I'm seeking out. I'm always trying to look for like new voices and romances and trying to find out, okay, let me, let me, like, cause I think one of my greatest discoveries was finding Eva. Cherie, I don't know, not, not a lot of people know this author, but she's a black love author who writes mostly novellas. But they're some of the best novellas that I have ever read. I was like, hold up, black, black love romance just hits differently with the dialogue. And I just like, they just like get the same vernacular. I'm like, ooh, that's exactly how. I can imagine me having a conversation with the rest of my family being like that. And so I always try to like, essentially try to sneak them in with the the other books so that if some people say, hey, if you like the new Penelope Douglas, maybe you might like this book featuring black characters that has a similar theme and trying to introduce books like that to readers because from what I've seen from my perspective, there's like a couple of Black author, Black romance authors that get a lot of hype in the community, but there's so much more. There's so many more authors, Black romance authors out there that are not getting the hype that they deserve. Don't necessarily write Black love, but Black authors that I feel like in book two we need to highlight a lot more. So it's always like a balancing act. Is kind of my roundabout way of answering that question.
5: Yeah, that's
2: a... Uh the life of a reviewer trying to balance so many things, but I love exactly what you said, especially with dialogue. It is, it just hits different, like you said, in black romances, but being a newer romance reader. So like I said, I started out with more just popular things and then was just realizing they were kind of all the same and seeking out uh, more black authors. And then I have been enjoying more that are typically indie or self-published books And Kindle Unlimited has been great for that and getting recommendations from other people. So, going into like this year and looking at books that I was anticipating, I was making sure that I had like a a good mixture. And so, there are a lot of like Black love romances coming out this year that I'm excited about. So, for me, it's definitely since I don't read it as much as other genres to make sure that I am cognizant that I'm reaching for different stories and make sh- and black characters as well as not just the popular ones because you know it will get views whatever and it's not like those aren't good I have enjoyed those but also making sure that I'm like oh no let's take a step back and make sure we have some black love in here and then be like mm, this is wonderful <laughs> so just like like Charles, a balance and about reviewing them. I wouldn't say. I mean, I feel like reviewing them is maybe even easier, just because it, they feel more relatable. Anytime I do find one that I love, I try to make sure you know to hype that up, so that especially if it's not as widely known, so that author can get some more recognition. So, but as like a review, I think since I'm a black woman i just i don't know maybe as a non-black person they may have something different to like review in in the romance but i'm just like mm, yes it's us and i loved it thank you goodbye <laughs> that's,
4: that's it. i love it so we since we're not a romance podcast and we don't do single episode we don't have as many us as I personally would like to do romance. So, I mean, to be blatantly honest, when we put books to discuss usually the ones we think will attract, attract, that's to hear. They tend popular. In reading this out loud, they tend to also be very... You know, the traditional Black love. There's We haven't done a indie. It is something we could work on. Um, So names like Beverly Jenkins, we had Farrah Rashawn. But we do authors that we think have a lot of appeal so we can get more people to listen in on the episode. We will break down and we'll talk about what we're being like on our own time. Me not reading for an audience, me reading for myself. And that is where I'll try to mention, like, you know, new authors I've discovered, new series I've discovered. But for the repurposes, past purposes, yeah, it is shamelessly kind of about... <laughs> Who 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 will want to who will be interested in reading this? It's usually he releases in big well known author It's something I would like to explore more.
1: Yeah, I actually had a wanna piggyback on what you said, Danny. I 100 percent agree. I think I don't know if this is like purposeful with Amazon. Sometimes, like I know they have like the urban category that some romances get for black love, they oddly get shunted over there. So like sometimes I'm guilty of this, like I'll slip in interracial romances with like one person at least being black. So I'm like at least like I can push these books a little bit more but I definitely think just like finding these authors like there's so many authors that I found this year especially in the indie space and more coming out traditionally published that like I wish like it's still not nearly what's coming out from like white authors producing like white couples there's still so many tropes I'm like I just want like give me xyz tropes that I've seen in another book but make it black love and I feel like we still are, are looking for those stories I still think they were out there it's just a little bit harder to find them at times. Yeah. It's interesting,
0: like seeing things shift because I feel like I see more of it, but I'm, I'm curious to hear, and we'll, we'll get there, like what trends. But first, we want to talk about covers. <laughs> So this is like a two-part question, kind of different for everybody versus everybody else. So Sanithia, for Jackson, the Jackson Falls series, you have these gorgeous covers. They're beautiful. And so we're just nosy and want to know, how did you get these covers? Were there photo shoots or do they use stock images? What does that cover design process look like for you? Do you have any input? Like, we're curious about all those things. And then for everybody else, what have you been seeing or what do you want to be seeing in covers for Black Love romances,
3: so it it varies depending on again twenty books, some different publishers. So usually, I, I got some input on Jackson Falls, right? So I would fill out like the the I, no for that one. I would just email my editor, and I would send her pictures of who I thought the characters looked like and the descriptions from the book, and I would send that to my editor, and then. I would get back covers and I would make some comments on. And honestly, out of all of the Jackson Falls, the Careless Whispers cover is the only one that I immediately saw and was like, yes, I love it. You know, the rest of them, I had to, you know, get massaged into how I felt about some of the different covers. So for those there weren't like photo shoots or anything like that, I know some other authors have. And, and I think maybe even like, because I'm mass market paperback, right? I'm not the, the trade paperbacks, those big books that, you know, Are easy to to take pictures of and all that stuff. So because I'm mass market, I don't always get like the big photo shoots that I can fly to New York and, oh, I've done the photo shoot and let me take pictures with my model. Yeah, I'm not that author, right? (laughs) So what I was really excited about, like I have a new series that's coming with special edition And I did the same thing, pictures of what I thought, clips from the book, all that kind of jazz. And the cover that they just gave me is like amazing. And I immediately saw it and I was like, look at his shoulders. That is him. You know, I was just immediately in love with that cover, almost like, They've been doing with a lot of these category covers. They've just been really, really good. I do think that I know Forbidden Promises. That's that is a stock photo because I found the stock photo for that and used it to make some other things. I have not found the stock photo for any of the others. So if they're out there. I just have not found them, kind of thing. And when I first went with HQN, I think Brenda Jackson was published with them, but you know it wasn't a lot of black romance. In Harlequins HQN, their their single title line, and I think now they're getting some more, and so that's going to be great. Now I'll, I'll be doing another series for them later, but yeah, with covers, it's just kind of sometimes you get a great one, and sometimes
0: it's like let's work on this a little bit. <laughs> it's so interesting to hear the behind the scenes piece of it. they are really great, they're 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 great covers, and we're Izzy and I were talking. We're very excited for your next series, so we'll thank you. We'll, we <laughs> want we'll want to hear about that soon too anybody else thoughts on covers?
2: Well, um, so I know there's the conversation about the because the illustrated cover, I always want to say animated, the illustrated cover is very popular right now. And I know some people don't love those. And they like, like the, the clinch cover is that kind of, I personally like the illustrated cover, except Izzy pointed out that when they don't have like faces, like when they don't have facial features, it's, so it's so creepy.
5: I'm like, creepy. okay, wait.
2: I don't like the- <laughs> when it's just like the face. I'm like, okay, at least put, the yeah, eyes the nose and put that on there. But I do understand because I've always just in all genres, never been a huge fan of real people on books. But then I've understood the importance of having, you know, that representation, especially when it's black or just, you know, any like person of color on the cover that that's important. But as long as the cover, I love covers that actually illustrate like what the book is and the character. So if it's a plus size woman, I would love to see that on the character. If it's a dark skin, you know, man, I want to see a dark skin man, whether that's a real person or an illustrated image on the cover. So I just want it to match. Although I do love the illustrated ones, real people, because I'm looking up, I pulled up Careless Whispers and I'm like, oh, that's a nice cover. But it it's beautiful. So just because, you know, there are some that I feel like I've been misled and I'm like, oh, this is a cute little happy romance and I get into it and it's breaking my heart and all these pieces <laughs> or the characters don't match like description and stuff. So that's my biggest thing, but I will say I'm a fan of the illustrator. It's fine.
3: <laughs>
4: no judgment. Very no judgment. controversial. <laughs>
5: Very controversial. I like illustrated covers.
4: I will be very complicated feelings illustrated covers. And I have a spicy take that I'm going to think of a blight way to say. I, I like illustrated covers when it looks like there's been real like good thought and I'm like sweet hand was very cute and um take a stand or something that came out at a similar time but some I feel like some publishing has it's mostly with the big trade do illustrated covers that a little bit low effort I guess like it's like they're kind of they put them together and it's like oh this is cheaper it's we don't have to hire models or was do silhouettes put it on the book end it out I don't like those. And I don't like now they're doing books that had traditional covers and they're doing them in these illustrated covers and kind of feel like a downgrade. That's a spicy take. I won't go any deep back because I don't want to get in trouble. Um I will just say I agree. Issue with illustrated covers, they have found a way, like with romance covers, you know what you're getting. You can tell, oh, that's a shifter book. So that's a suite. With illustrated, they haven't figured the key yet. You can get a book. Like, I read The Kiss Quotient the first time, and I was, like, low-key kind of scandalized because, like, well, oh, that was a lot spicier than this cover believe me <laughs> And then you'll get something like, um I read The, the Unhoneymooners or The Wedding Proposal, and it's stayed black. I don't know what I'm getting. So I think if they can just figure out a way to, like, refine traded colors and help you, you, like, judge what you're getting, that would be one issue. That would clear, clear one issue. And I'll say one of them, I've been going back to categories because they are, like, unabashed, like... Like, you know, they, I don't know if we're allowed to curse, but like, you know, they fucking in the books because they are like all up on each other, shut her leg up on his hip. They're kissing. That's why I picked up Urban Brothers series because recently got blessed with some gorgeous cover models. So I'm here. I like it. I like seeing all that. men. so I'm pro people. And if Illustrated could you just figure out what they're doing, I like them more. And that's all I'll say about that.
1: I do have to side with Jess. I do like my illustrated covers, with Danny, I completely understand when you said the Kiss Quotient. I was like, no one was expecting that book to be as nearly as steamy as it was by the cover, but um, I would say I hate to say this. I am a cover person. Like I do not, I usually never read synopsis for books that I'm like about to get. So like for me, like it has to tell me exactly what it is on the cover. So I'd love to see black people actually on these covers instead of like, kind of like sometimes people are like, Oh, is that like a mixed person? Or is that like, that could be someone who's black next. That could be like, is that, is that a black person? I just want to see black people on these covers. And like how you see a lot of covers for books featuring white couples. I just want those type of books. I want that normal like, I love Beverly Jenkins covers. I wanna see more of those. I love what Harlequin is doing with their covers as well. For me, like I need to see immediately visually like, oh, these are two black people instead of reading the book. I'm like, oh wait, is this a black love? I'm like, did someone reference that? I, I thought I heard chocolate like chocolate colored skin or something like that. I'm like, but the cover, doesn't give me that. So I get you, Danny, when you say the illustrated covers, it does need work. I do like it because then I can pull out the book in public and people are not like like, oh, what is a half naked person doing on your cover? I do get a little blush. I do get a little blush. I do get a little blush, but I do own it. But I do like my illustrated covers because I like being surprised when they're super steamy. So I'm, I'm always hoping I'm gonna get a kiss quotient or something like that. I'm like, oh, I see what you did, Helen Wong. Like, I see what you did there.
3: I co-sign on own it. I guess because I had those like historical dress torn off when I'm in school or at my grandma's house. Like, I read those books. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I, I guess I'm just showing my age. I've, I've grown up with those covers and I'm like, just own it. It is what it is. I'm so used to, like, I, I, I like hearing that too. Cause I'm used to, I read a lot of those historicals with, you know, non-Black people on the covers growing up. And in my mind, I just changed them. So I guess that's one of the reasons why, like, if the people on the cover don't match what's inside, I've already changed it. Like the author's like, oh, I match and Idris Elba. I'm like, well, that totally matches Morris chestnut, but whatever. You know, so it's like I'm so used to doing that anyway. <laughs> and I do read the synopsis. So I'm like, let me make sure this is what I want because the cover might be, uh, you know.
4: <laughs> I guess definitely, weren't those old 80s covers so so illustrated, like and even like Billy Jenkins, technically, like we were being real technical, like they're big models, but they were like pings, especially those old, old ones. Yeah, yeah. I think they were That's
3: like there to- was artists who painted them or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, I just,
5: I just love that level of that. I would love to see like full artist painting covers come back from the 80s. I would die. It'd be like my life's dream. I feel like I'd be like, find a way to buy one to put in my house because I would. My partner would just be like, of course you put that up. And I'd be like, yeah, I did. Just right over the just right in the living room that's clinch, uh, like tender the a storm style even like where his butt's all out just, absolutely just own it like you're in a romance reader's house get over it
0: that's art that's <laughs> decor i love it <laughs> yeah i think danny i think it's interesting what you're saying with the illustrated covers though you're right they don't really know how to show you the spice level with the illustrated stuff yet so it would be good if they could figure they could kind of figure that out a little bit.
2: That would we be. put like some peppers. <laughs> I want a spice yeah. rating, yeah.
0: like on the on the spine. All gonna the are I right. mean, that's true because yeah. everybody's Please. spice rating
1: is gonna be true. different.
0: I want a little jalapeno pepper. <laughs> hey, but I do.
1: I do need like a spice level rating before <laughs> yeah. I go into books. So I'm like, I know. Sorry, I <laughs> so know what you know I'm what getting. getting. I get very mad when I get this is why I try to like do like, it a little bit in
0: some of my reviews. <laughs>
5: So funny. I'm always like it's fade to black, guys. It's fade to black. Don't pick it. no. I'm, yeah. I'm like, pick it up still. This is good. But it was fade to black. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed. I just need them to get rid of the blobs of people. Like seriously, I just I need I need That's features. That, get. That, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't like either. It just drives me up a wall every time. But um, let's see. Cynthia, we have another question for you, which is who are the readers you have in mind while you're writing your books? So when
3: I'm writing my books, I my readers. Oh, that's good. Cause it's like not a specific like I I write books for people like me. I guess it's probably the best way to say it. I write books that I would want to read. So it's you know stories about and it's like what I even put on one of my pages: Black people living life and falling in love. So I want to write stories that someone can enjoy just seeing Black people living their life and falling in love. I want obviously Black women to pick it up, but black men, I want y'all to read them too. And white women, white men, Asian, whatever. I want whoever wants to pick up my book to read it. But when I'm writing it and I'm coming up with a story is it's, I'm thinking like, what what story do I I want to read? Like what what story am I looking for? And And that's kind of how I go because I feel like if I get too much and this will happen if I'm on Twitter scrolling and I'm like, Oh, we hate this in books and everyone needs to stop it. And then this is long thread of people like, yes, this sucks. And I'm like, that's the book I'm writing right now. You know? So <laughs> I just tossed it out the whole thing and I never write. So I try not too hard to be like, what are readers looking for right now? Because I I, I wouldn't get anything done. That, that just happens so much where people are like, oh, we love this, or we hate the third act breakup. But I'm like, I just wrote a third act breakup, you know. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> But I think it works for this story. So that that's kind of what I do when I'm writing. I, I write stories that I will I think are entertaining and would be enjoyable. And that, and so far the readers that I have, I have some readers who read my first book from back in 2012 to my last book that came out whatever month last year, because it's all blurred together. And they've read all it and they came with me. And so I, I figure that those readers like it and then I get new readers. So what I'm doing works. So I'm just going to keep on doing that and try not to doom scroll through Twitter.
0: Readers love to generalize, but the reality is it's all in the execution. It's like, listen, I don't always love a soapy book, but Careless Whispers was
5: so good.
3: It was literally me walking on the beach with a friend. Like I want to write black Dallas. Like I want something like that. Like
0: i love it i've got to so read the rest of the series oh was i was so, so okay i was i just have to say i was so excited to get careless whispers because the first two books i kept seeing them in the so- background and i was like that's the book i want i want that book and it was so good it delivered it was great <laughs> Okay, so kind of for everybody, have you seen any evolution in the representation of black love in the romance genre? And do you think the rise of indie romance has influenced that in any ways? Kind of anything you want to talk about there, whether you've seen changes over time, if Indies affected it, I, I think there's maybe a lot of places to go with that.
4: I just want to jump. In. I think it's leading the way. I think this explosion in like different types of stories and different genre of black romance hanging out because people are doing an indie and they're getting popular and then they're it's carrying over their traditional publishing so i think i was thinking of all the big black love romance author been reading lately, lately that have made it a goal for indie. And a good eight out of 10 of them are all in romance. They're the ones who are writing the things I hear people talking about. They're the ones who are telling the story that people are read right out. So I don't know it it's considered an evolution. It's just like, I think you could do a whole note about independent romance as a thing, but I do think it is the growth and the explosion of that space that's sort of leading the charge in greater representation everywhere.
2: I hate to keep repeating this, but since I haven't been reading romance as long, I, f- I don't feel like I have that good of a comment on how much it's changed. But from what I've noticed, because I know that indie has been, I mean, because the authors that I've found have such a long backlist, I'm like, oh my gosh, they've been writing for a long time. And some of them, you know, eventually do get a uh, traditional publish or continuously indie publish and just to get more attention as, as they go on. But I feel like, this past year especially this year I have seen more black love in traditional publishing which is good I don't know if you know everyone has a different plan some people are fine being indie some people want to be traditional and I don't know how much traditional publishing changes you know the kind of stories they want to write but I know that just the people that I found through indie I mean have so much they've been writing for a long time when I go look through their backlist and I know a lot of writers are Still publishing a lot of indie, but I I feel like I've just seen at least in the last two years a shift to at least more Black love being published traditionally, which is great. And so hopefully it just becomes more of the norm and is not you know so surprising. And there's just an equal amount. You know who knows if we'll ever get there, but that's just been what I've noticed. And I try to read a mixture of both. Although I will say I feel like I've had a better run with more indie or small not you know like the, the big pushes cuz some books are even traditionally published and still don't get as big of a like a, a a push with from their publisher or whatever and i've had better luck with those but it seems to be to be growing and i hope that they can it can just be at the norm that someone reaches for a book by a black author featuring a black couple as soon as they you know reach for whatever else i don't know i'm trying to think of a <laughs> an emily henry i don't know <laughs>
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that's been said. I think the indie space is such a unique creating ground for a lot of writers because you don't have that gatekeeping that can sometimes be in traditional publishing. Like, if you want to write a romantic suspense featuring a black couple in the indie space, you don't need anyone to tell you. And there's probably going to be an audience that will eat that up in the indie community. And so, like, I really love to see, I really love what's happening in the indie space, seeing more authors kind of breakthrough. I'm like, oh, I'm like, especially when I see a new a new Black author that has audiobooks, I'm like, the audiobook gods are smiling down on me. But um I found so many great ones like Nicole Falls, Eva Cherie that I just mentioned, so many interesting authors. I'm like, and like the new Black romances that I'm finding, I'm like, some of the steam and some of the romances, they hit a lot better than a lot of the other books. Like, that feature white couples, I'm like Alexandria house them boys. I've been telling everyone to read those novellas. Cause I was like black people don't play when it comes to their steam and their romances. Like I, I read those books. So I was like, what the, I just love seeing that diversity. Now that we're getting, especially in the indie space, but also it's kind of trickling out more and more in the traditional publishing space when you have like hits that like feature. Um, like you see Beverly Jenkins getting a lot more popular right now. You see a lot of authors that write black love starting to get more traction when you get those big breakout books. So I think in the next coming years, traditional publishing is going to catch up because they're going to see like, hey, why don't we poach a lot of these, more of these authors and put a lot of their books on these shelves? Because I definitely feel like the indie places showing publishers that, hey, there's an audience for these books and that you will make a ton of money if you start pushing out, pushing out books with the proper promotion featuring Black couples.
4: It's funny you um, mentioned that Dim Boy series because one of the reasons I haven't been reading them is like,
1: I'm not ready. I get by looking at it.
4: I am ready. <laughs> Those covers, it's like a sit somewhere. I got to be off weekend before I read them. You just
1: got to do it. Got You got to read them. They, <laughs> they will ruin you for a lot of other romances because I was like, Alexandria House. I'm like... I will read anything that you come out with. Just like, yeah. just tell me what it is. Just tell me what it is, and that led me down the the whole and just finding like a lot of different other black romance authors. I was like, what have I been missing all these years?
4: Yeah, so I read her sister series, so I know she's quality
3: as an author. Yes, Indy has paved away. I've always been proponent of do whatever works best for you when it comes to your book and your story. I've never been us versus them, indie versus traditional, anything like that. Because I have some indie books and I have traditional. When I first started writing, I didn't really want to go big house traditional publishing. I didn't even look at Harlequin. I was like, they're not going to write. They're not going to publish the stories that I write. I write messy stories. And and they they don't want it right and so I went with a small a small press I did seven books with them you know and they let me write my stories the way I wanted to write them and then I uh, self published some books but Harlequin did a call I'll say that the the most I was ever squeezed on what I could and couldn't do with a story was for Harlequin's Kamani line their actual black line it was it was pretty much more of the the black people have to be perfect. Right in Kamani. And I'm like, I'm messy. <laughs> so, and when I wrote my my Jacksonville Gators series for Kamani, one of the basketball players, he's got four kids and two baby mamas. And they're like, Well, can you change this? No, he's already set up in the first books, right? And then that's one of the most appreciated books in that series because of the way I executed his story, falling in love with somebody new. So I just thought that was interesting that the black line was the one that was kind of like, we re- we really wanna put out these kind of really perfect black people. I don't get that with HQN. And I was super surprised the special edition took my ghost bro, you know, my ghost investigating book, right? I did not think that's where it would go. But when I wanna read something, I don't, I read contemporary, but I really want to see people screwing in space, right? And if I want to find Black people screwing in space, I have to go to the indie books. I have to find out who is publishing that indie so I can find Black people screwing in space. Because traditional hasn't caught up, and I'm just not ready yet to write my Black people screwing in space book. One day I will, but I haven't. So it, it feels that niche even though traditional is catching up they're letting people write different stories you're being more creative they're not putting as much restrictions on you in the traditional market but it's still not as much of an offering as it is for non-black books and so if you still need a certain itch to scratch you still have to go some to that indie space because traditional doesn't have 5011 books of black people screwing in
0: space. But hey, look, Ruby Dixon, Ice Planet Barbarians, is getting traditionally published. So it might be almost time for you to work on that this book. Not now. All, <laughs> because I need this book immediately. I've only written
3: two chapters. So maybe one day
1: I'll. It's win. okay. I'll alpha, I'll beta read. I'll, I'll do any type of reading <laughs> for you. Yeah, I'll,
0: whatever you need. Just let yeah, me yeah. know. <laughs> we'll we make this happen. We're here. <laughs> We we're already so excited for the ghost book. So yes, Everybody's tell us good. about the ghost book. Tell everybody because we're we're very excited. It sounds amazing. oh,
3: I was all right. So uh, number one, I watched I like binge watched all have her twenty seasons of Supernatural. So of course I was into you know ghost fighting brothers, but then one day I was watching one of those tra- channels travel something and Ghost Brothers came on. And it's three black dudes investigating ghosts, and I was like, this is amazing. I love it, and I tweeted, who's gonna write this romance? And no one did. And I was like, well, let me go do it myself. And so <laughs> I wrote a story about three brothers who they all have regular jobs, but on the side, they inve- They do paranormal investigations. They investigate ghosts. And the in the first book, she's a reporter who just got fired and comes home and finds out her grandmother says, your grandfather's haunting my house. So I didn't hire the Livingston boys to come figure out what's going on. And she's like, who are these boys? No, ma'am, they're trying to scam my grandmother. And so that's kind of the setup. And I wasn't sure, again, traditionally, somebody really going to want my ghost investigating book. But I was very surprised uh, Harlequin Special Edition did it. And I had another publisher who was interested, but they wanted me to change it. We want to make this a rom-com. We want to do this. And I'm like, I can be funny, but I don't like write rom-coms, you know? So I, I I didn't want to have to change the story. I, I don't want to be in that situation. But um, they let me write the story. They didn't let me say the D word. I don't know if I can say referring to the male part. I don't know if we can say that. <laughs> but they wouldn't let me say that as I can in some of my other books. But other than that, they let my story stay as it is. So it's, it's still that story. And I'm very, very excited about that series.
4: Harlequin let you say the D
3: word? I think one, one slip through. <laughs> That's so special, that is so interesting. Though, I'm going to be like, oh, well, how are you going to do return the be
1: word pick. by the Kindle <laughs> edition and like it's, search up keywords? See
3: right. how now, many Yeah. HQN, I can let all the D's fly. No, <laughs> I guess with the special edition is a little bit more, and I get it, but I, and I know if I'm going to write a category line, you know, it's not desire, it's not presents. Okay. Right? I, mean, but, that's um, I mean, I think they let one get through. Okay. <laughs> But that's the only thing like there was nothing else they were like take out of this story it was just just change that use just different word
0: and i was like okay i can do that oh my gosh that's amazing well that, we're very we're so excited unfair. i'm just that even more excited so now good yes
1: Same, that i think really good because
2: i've heard from other booktubers who've read romance for longer about the different lines that there've been for black romance and this is in the indie space. And like, did you say this, Charles? They so they mean, they sell so many books, they have dedicated readers. And I just get confused at how pub- traditional publishing doesn't look at that and like realize how much of a neat, like people want this, like romance, consistently generally is the highest you know selling genre and like do they not look at like we are a demographic so like I just don't understand why it seems to have taken so long to get more authors into the traditional space I mean if if indie is where people want to be and they're doing successful great but also it just doesn't it just seems odd that we're just in the year of our lord 2022 now seeing more and it's still not a fraction of the other books that are out there but you know such is
1: life. I just, people want it.
2: (laughs) They want the books.
1: Yeah. And didn't Harlequin make like an an app where you can subscribe and you can read as many books? Oh yeah, they just launched that, didn't they? I was like, that's dangerous for me. I'm like, I'm an audiobook person, but I'm like, tempt me with some Harlequins. I'm like, okay, I'm going to fall down a rabbit hole really, really, really quickly. And then I'll wait and then I'll come back to you guys. I'm like, I just read 40 books and I'm completely fine in a week. I'm completely fine. Charles is like,
5: I read the entire library. <laughs>
4: <And> <laughs> what else do you have for me? <laughs> hoopla has like hundreds of Harlequin categories and, and like a bunch of the lines. Like I found a whole bunch of them. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. So audio, but they're there and they're free. So hoopla.
0: I wish would, Harlequin should do this for audiobooks. I would be like, so there if they did a subscription service for all their audio. Yes. Yeah, I would
1: be broke. I would
0: love <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha! Okay, so I know we're, see, I knew this was going to happen, that we were going to run long. <laughs> so briefly, we, we'd we like to hear, and we've gotten a few of them throughout, but if you guys want to give a couple of author recommendations, and then we're going to move into the On My Radar segment where we'll talk about some upcoming book releases.
1: I can plug Alexandria House again. She's amazing. And then another person mentioned Eva Cherie, and then Nicole Falls. And then I'm going to take one from Jess. I'm going to say Christina C. Jones as well i forgot to mention her but i love her as well
2: how dare you take christina c jones but i'll just say again i mean i'm working on her backlist it's so long but she's amazing also rebecca weatherspoon i started reading hers last year and i need to catch up on her black cowboys i'm like what? Like, I was so excited when I found those. So those are definitely two that I would recommend.
4: Yeah, so I'll go I'll re-rate the Reese Ryan Fr- Burbers series. And I don't know if I can vouch for the whole author because I just read my first book by her within the last few, few weeks, but I read Real by Kennedy Ryan and it was amazing. I love that book. So I am going to start her, is it the king duology the key the king makeology so i'm starting that next so it was just writing was so lush so tender it was it was so good i would highly recommend that book specifically
0: she's amazing she will like tear your heart out but she's amazing
3: so let's see some of my go-to are like delaney diamond i like her alpha a-holes maybe it's just the old school in me i like sharon c cooper i love her books i like reading those as well D.L. White. She does some women's fiction as well as romance. I like reading her books. Co-sign on Reese Ryan. If if her category's out, I'm pulling it off the shelf. I'm going to grab that one and I'm going to read it because she always does a really good one. Yeah, that's just like the top of my head.
0: I have to ask, do you have a recommendation for the space romance?
3: Okay, so my Kindle's not in front of me. It's over there.
0: but I can email it so you can add it to some show notes. <laughs> uh, okay. Check the show notes. It'll be in there. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Okay, so we're going to move into On My Radar, where we will talk about recent or upcoming book releases in sci-fi, fantasy, and romance. We're excited about the books that I'm going to be talking about for today's episode will be released between February 8th and February 21st, 2022. But for guest recommendations, any upcoming release is totally fine. But first, if you're enjoying the podcast, we would appreciate if you take a moment to rate and review us so we can continue to reach more listeners. And if you're interested in getting early access to episodes, as well as exclusive bonus content with every episode, consider supporting us on patreon huge thanks to all of our supporting patrons including our world expanding patrons trina and sarah you make this possible for us to do and um, i've got four books that i want to talk about today and then anybody else who has anything they want to share is welcome to do that. First up on February 8th, there's a YA book called Mirror Girls by Kelly McWilliams that sounds really interesting. It's a historical fantasy following biracial twin sisters separated at birth after the death of their parents. Now at the dawn of the civil rights movement, Charlie is a young Black organizer in Harlem, while White passing Magnolia is the heiress to a cotton plantation in rural Georgia. Um, She finally learns the truth, and then her reflection mysteriously disappears from mirrors, the sign of a terrible curse. And so the sisters have to reunite to break this family curse. So it's like a paranormal historical thing that sounds pretty interesting. February 15th, we're getting The Thousand Eyes by A.K. Larkwood. This is the sequel to her debut fantasy, The Unspoken Name, which I really liked a lot. They say it's perfect for fans of Gen Lyons, Joe Abercrombie, and Ursula K. Le Guin. The first book followed a young orc priestess who was supposed to be a sacrificial bride to a death god but instead she ran away and became an assassin (laughs) and it's great it's really fun interesting interesting series and uh, also on february 15th is reclaim the stars edited by zoraida cordova it's an anthology of 17 sci-fi and fantasy stories from latinx ya authors i'm reading this right now and so far it's it's been fun it's got some good some good ones and then i mean maybe the obvious one i guess february 15th we're also getting house of sky and breath by sarah j mass the second book in the crescent city series which i'm excited for i'm doing a reread of book one with izzy so we're ready for that when it comes out (laughs) not everybody's but i really like them
5: (laughs) I've got two that I'll share. So one comes out February 15th. It's Wish Out of Water by Holly Trent. And it's her mermaid romance. And I'm very excited. She writes some really great like shifter thruples and stuff. I've like dipped my toe. In- her back is massive. It terrifies me. So like I'm very excited when new stuff comes out. So I'm like, cool, I can start here. But I'm really excited for that. It has a really fun cover. And then on the 22nd, there is Delilah Green Doesn't Care by, I don't remember the author's name and I didn't write it down because it's. That, of course I didn't. And this is a sapphic romance with a sister's best friend and a single parent. And it has one of the good illustrated covers where I was like, I absolutely want to read about these lesbians falling in love. Thank you very much.
0: It's a great cover. Anybody else is welcome to join if you or jump in if you have anything you want to share.
2: Well, I have um, one that is a romance and then one that's not. But the non-romance is actually a non-fiction that I'm really excited about. And it's called South to America, A Journey Below the Mason Dixon to Understand the Soul of a Nation by Imani Perry. And basically it doesn't say exactly like what areas or like states she covers, but she explores like the history of America tied to a lot of what's happened in the South from kind of the inception of America to the present. So talking about like food and religion and obviously other darker topics. So I'm really excited to get that one soon. And then the romance of course is called Fake It Till You Bake It because I love bakery or baking in a romance and uh, by Jamie Wesley. And it says a reality star and a football player who's the baker. And I'm like, oh, because so I thought originally that I was going to be the woman who's a baker, but he's the baker. And apparently she was on a reality show and turned down an engagement or a proposal. And so Everybody don't like her. <laughs> and then she goes and she's going to like help him save his bakery. I don't read a lot. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sold. And
0: that's a black glove romance. So. I just got approved for that one on Net I'm so excited. I beta read
3: that. I know Jamie. She is hilarious. Yay! Jamie, Jamie's the one who's like more emotions, Sanithia, when she reads my book. Cause she's so good at that. And I'm like, dang it. I don't like emotions, Jamie. <laughs> I, I I loved it. It was so great. It was so hilarious. Oh good. Oh, I'm I really so excited. Enjoyed it. And yes, that that will be my, I will just co sign on that. that yes. I, I'm so excited for her book coming up. Yes.
2: It's June 21st. So, yes. And at, uh, of course, the cover is beautiful. It's a so great cover. Yeah.
5: It's illustrated. I did not just <laughs> open that Gallery to go request it at all. That is not what is happening.
4: Do it. <laughs> Um, I have a few. So the third book, Fairer Sean, I don't know what the series is called, but it was started with the dating playbook. No, it did not start with it. It was the boyfriend, project, then the dating playbook. And so the third book in the series, the Hookup Plan, comes out, I believe in, I actually don't know, August. And then another romance, Bakery Romance, or a thing, because um the... F- Sequel to Sweet Hand, Don't Go Baking My Heart, <laughs> is coming out in June. So I guess that's a thing that they're liking now. It's also got an illustrated cover. It's cute. So that looks exciting. I don't know, I know the plot. I read the first one. I loved it. I don't need another plot. So I'm going to read that one. And the non romance one that I'm excited about is Unwitch Spider King, which is the sequel to Marlon James' Black Leopard Red Wolf. So I'm not a fan of these titles, though, because I'm getting the order of actives and nouns all out of order. So. But um second one it is Dark Star Trilogy, which they comp as gnome you know, of thrones in africa so i really enjoyed the first one so i'm excited for this one to come out
0: yeah the first one was a trip i'm curious to see what the second one's gonna do yeah I have a, i'm have
1: ai i'm really bad with like anticipated releases i'm really bad at keeping track i have like the brain that's the size of like a pea and i get distracted so easily i'm like oh what is that what is this book or what is this book but um some of the books that come to mind are um one is a stud like her by fiona zede she is a Jamaican black romance author that writes FF that that's black love as well, and I am absolutely loving her books. I read a femme like her a couple couple weeks ago, and um I think that stuff like her comes out of February fifth, I believe, and then I'm also looking forward to the new Jody Slaughter. It's her first traditionally published book. I think it's called bet on it. I don't know. I think it comes out like in the summer, maybe June, not 100% sure. But um, I
5: think it's July. 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 Okay.
1: I'm really looking forward to that because I've read all of her indie stuff, which is surprising because she has no audiobook. So like now I'm like really looking forward to her traditional uh, publishing debut and the book looks really good.
0: Awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of great books coming out and already out, so all of this will be in the show notes. Thank you all so much for joining us. This was a whole lot of fun. You were all wonderful. Again, this has been Chapter 3 Podcast and we're your hosts Bethany and Izzy. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at chapter3podcast and you can also find us on YouTube on our individual YouTube channels. Everything is linked down below so you can find it either in the show notes or in the video description if you're watching us on YouTube. The next episode is going to be available in two weeks and it is going to be the second installment of our first law read along. I'll be back with Liana and we'll be talking about before they're hanged by Joe Abercrombie. So get ready for that if you're reading along with us. And this episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening.